What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome again back to the BB Show. I'm your host, as always, Beebs, here with my favorite co-host, uh, Chen. How you doing, man? Uh, is that a trick question? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm better than yesterday. Um, for those that probably don't know, the reason was this was delayed. Um, I couldn't bring myself to... I would have had no emotion i i mean there would have been bad and negative emotions for sure but no like energy no i was just appalled appalled at the events that transpired yesterday um and around the league you know not just for uh, my team's sake but uh you know we got some things to talk about first we got obviously the prime time game and uh i did want to hear your thoughts on that because as I, I remember leaving that day, telling all my coworkers, oh, yeah, you know, enjoy the game tonight, whatnot. And there's no way it's worse than last week's, right? Like, there's no way they <laughs> score less than 12 to 9. Like, there's no way. And then, yeah, I know, they scored 12 to 7. Uh, so, just your thoughts on uh, Jeff Bezos getting ripped off so far. Yeah, I'm sure his pockets aren't hurting that too bad. But I mean, yeah, if it deserves that to anybody, it's that guy. Hey, like, hey, and he's got we've got um early release cod this week and he's got Cardinal Saints on Thursday. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. <laughs> mm. But um honestly, like I, I Thursday we both picked the commies to win. Um we snuck out. I, I have to agree. I had higher expectations for the offenses. I was like, well, at the, at the very worst, like Carson Wentz is going to sling it around and I'll be entertained. It's either going to be a bunch of touchdowns or a bunch of interceptions, but it'll be entertaining. That was not the case. Um, I, it was, once again, extremely low scoring Thursday night. I don't know how we actually amassed less than 20 points. Um, but hey, a win is a win. The commanders t- stuck it out. Um, I what does that put them at two and four? I mean, I'm not, yeah, both you know, it, it doesn't four. it doesn't change much for the outlook. It's just kind of a stinker Thursday night game, you know. It would have been something if Justin Fields had found a way to pull it out. I'm sure Bears fans would have made something out of it, but. Yeah, sure. yeah. I, I did expect more. I was a little. Impre- I was impressed with the Bears' defense. I'll at least say that. I expected more out of the Commanders' offense. Yes, I, I would definitely agree with that because they honestly were able to run it at certain points. It's just there was nothing there in the past game. Like literally, literally just couldn't get anything going downfield. Um, and I, I guess though, on the Bears' side, they're no stranger to not getting past game going. But <laughs> it um, actually it actually wasn't the worst I've seen it. That's the funny part. Uh, yeah, it's you know the bar's low, so like yeah, it's not the worst we've seen it. And uh, I, I listen. I'm not gonna say I'm a Justin Fields fan, but I also agree he's like literally in the worst situation offensively in the NFL, in terms of play calling, weapons he's got to throw to. The, the line is just eh. – I mean, he took like five sacks, I believe. So, it's definitely not good. And 
I think that needs to be kind of addressed more because we see like Daniel Jones gets a good coach. He doesn't even have weapons. And how he's being utilized this year. Yeah, but Saquon, hold on. Saquon is a better weapon than anybody in the Bears. For sure, for sure. But it's, you can, no, you can't look at, you know, Daniel Jones and be like, he's more talented than Justin Fields. Like, Fields has got a better arm. He's quicker. Um, And at times, like, moments, he looks good on, I would say, like, a drive or two a game, which I understand is not enough. But I've heard rumblings just, social media people i talk to every day um apparently there's people saying the bears should draft a quarterback next year and i am personally under the impression that solves nothing i think that just sends them on this exact same cycle of getting a top 10 pick every year and i think they honestly should try and give fields a decent shot like having some better receivers than Darnell Moody in a practice squad would be nice, but we have to see it. And I guess we don't get a chance to see it. I I understand in terms of where he ranks in the quarterback, you know, hierarchy right now, it's not looking good, but it's only year two. I would have to, I would push back a little bit. I think that I'll just simply say this. I think Justin Fields clock is ticking more than, we are allowing it to as oh, NFL really? fans. Uh, he just hasn't shown anything. If you if you're if your coach isn't comfortable throwing the ball 20 times a game because he doesn't think you're good enough to handle that, like that's a fair point. Go get that Bryce, go get Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Ohio State quarterbacks, but go take a risk on somebody new because there's a chance that maybe Fields is more of a problem than we're letting on. You know, it's not like, I, I don't know. It's not like they have a piss poor defense. I'm not saying it's great, but like it, there is something there where it's like if they had Trevor Lawrence, I think they'd look a lot better, right? Like I think that they would look, what's really the difference outside of maybe the backfield, but even then Montgomery solid, what's really the difference between the Jaguars offensive weapons outside of Christian Kirk? I forgot about that. Hey, yeah, Christian Kirk, uh, Zay Jones is definitely, I think, better than any Bears weapon, and that's it's not much. Yeah, but it's you're saying that you're right saying that because Lawrence gets him the ball. For sure, that, and I can agree with that. But we also need to look back at when Trevor Lawrence had nothing last year, and like, granted, they were both rookies, so they weren't expected to perform well, but. Like, using situation – like, again, I don't think Matt Eberflus is going to be a good coach. Like, just from what I've seen, I think he could already – honestly, be out the door after a year and no one really be upset. Like, that's definitely how Bears fans are feeling. And I'm under the impression, like, again, with Brian Dable, even Robert Sala, like, the way he's been coaching the Jets this year, the coaching is very important, especially in how deep the NFL is in today's game. Like, just – the amount of talent there is on a lot of different positions. Uh, I would still argue that quarterback is pretty scarce, but I just think that he's not getting a fair shake. It is really all I can say about the matter. I think like at times we see it, whereas he can move with his legs. Like that I'll say, touchdown, that I'll say this, back. I'll say this, if this helps you, um, this would not be a year that I would move on from fields right away. I don't think this QB draft class is it. 
if it was Fields' class and there were guys like Fields himself as a prospect, uh, Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, I'm forgetting some more, like a, a loaded QB class where there's a generation, specifically a guy like Trevor Lawrence, where there's a generational like prospect. Right. right. Yeah. Or, or like a Josh Rosen, Kyler Murray type of situation, right? Where you find that you're like, okay, no, we were just moving on. We like, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Make that move. But I would agree that the bears offseason needs to look somewhat like the jets this past year. If they want to take steps forward, you know, go get guys like Garrett Wilson, go get guys like Brees Hall, find those diamonds in the rough. I know those were big names coming out of college, but you get what I'm go get skill positions, go get stars um, and start to build around that. I mean, not to get off topic, but the jets have turned Jamal Adams, I believe into Quinn and Williams, Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. Yeah. Talk talk about a win, right? Like that's how you change a franchise's future. So, uh, look, they they had the chance to do that with Khalil Mack, um, and, and we'll see how that plays out. I don't, can't remember exactly what they got for him. It was not as big a load as they paid. I believe they got a second out of it, though. You know, and hopefully they can hit on that pick. They're definitely going to have a high first round and high second round pick of their own. So that, you're looking at maybe three starters if you draft well. Yeah. And that's really, I think, all they can ask for at this point. And like you said, you know, Go after stars and creators. Yeah, I, 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 it's not even a star at this point. Go get uh, – take a risk on somebody – like pay low on like Calvin Ridley or something. You know, something right, weird. Yeah. Like just something who can go run around and catch it. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just – Yeah, as simple as that sounds. Um, go, and, go get Sean Jackson. I heard, hey, he's, he's not retired. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're, this is – this is where we, we switch to we the Commanders. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't even have enough. much to say about the Commanders. No, we gave the Bears enough of their line, Mike. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all talking about their future. Like, in terms of present day, they still stink. So, we can move on. Uh, in terms of the noon games, uh, do we want to just touch it out right away? Yeah, let's, yeah. let's get it out the of the way. In the room. Let's, let's get it out of the way. Just tackle it. Yeah. Uh, um, you want to go first, or should I? I, I, I mean, know we probably both have a lot to say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and keep this short because we talk about the Packers too much on this podcast. But um, <laughs> the bottom line, I, I guess I'll go first. The, the bottom line is this: is uh, this team is not a contender uh, in the weak NFC? Could they make the playoffs? Yes, um, but barring they don't make a move for DJ Moore, they obviously didn't get Robbie Anderson. They don't make a move for DJ Moore or Odell Beckham or some other guy who's on the trade block for an offensive weapon. Um, this isn't going to get turned around. There's, there's. You want to talk about culture, culture and coaching? This team has no heart. Um, they're on some layover here from not even winning a championship. I don't know how that makes sense, but. It's just like you look at the NFC, and the Packers actually aren't alone in this. It feels like there were a number of teams in the NFC last year who went all in uh, for a championship, and that being mainly, I'm referring to the guys with older quarterbacks, such as Rams, Packers, Bucks, and now you're yeah. seeing teams kind of spiral because of either winning the championship or not getting it. Uh, and it's just a weird situation the Packers find themselves in. I don't know where they go from here. They have to continue to try and contend with this roster. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. I, my expectations were already down. But uh, my expectations, you guys heard me on Wednesday. I said I, I'm tempted to take the Jets. So that kind of tells you where I was at um, heading into the week. It, it only kind of affirmed my thoughts. But I, I, I conclude, before I get all heated, I'm going to conclude my uh, discussion. So you, you can take no. over. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the floor for a bit. Because um, well, here's the deal. Initially, I was going to light this team up. Um, I was very upset. <laughs> very upset. And that upset, you know, frustration, like, it, it makes you think. It, it, like, being that, like, I really got it, it ate at like the core of my soul of like, why is this such a problem? Why? And at the end of the day, I, I was able to just really sit and think about it all. And I'm actually not panicked, uh, worried. Yeah, yeah. It, the past two weeks losing the Giants and Jets, t- teams are supposed to be like tune up games for us. I'm worried. I mean, you could argue the Giants are better than anybody expected at this point. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I'll give both teams their praise. Like defensively, they've been really solid this year. And both teams are, I mean, four and two for the Jets, five and one for the Giants. Like, hats off. However, one thing that I just, uh, you know, I, I really was looking back, man. Like, we've had years of playoff losses, heartbreak. Two thousand. When we won that Super Bowl. Don't we be were, the, don't be the stereotypical Packers fan here and talk about we that team struggle. I'm not gonna be like, oh, come on, just gotta hear me out. We were four and six, rattled off the last six, became the hottest team in the NFL at the time. Got the sixth seed at the time. There was not seven playoff teams, so that was the lowest seed you could get. Every playoff game had to be on the road. And we ran the table, and we got to the playoffs, and we beat Pittsburgh. So in terms of, like, panicked, freaked out, because we have Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, I am not. And, like, I even touched on last week, I mentioned how if there's a team that is going to show, like, the most improvement, like we have a very high ceiling, it's us. Because our receivers are completely unknown, but there's also the speed you got and size, really, in Christian Watson. Romeo Dobbs has already shown flashes that he can make an immediate impact right away. And some games he has. He's been the leading receiver. And so at the end of the day, if they can get this thing on track, if they just can lock in, like we've, they beat Tampa Bay, like they can still hang with the best teams. They just, like you said, it's kind of like a culture thing. Even like Jair Alexander's comment about, oh, we might be in trouble. Like, yeah, you think like that. Yeah, like you. I don't know why that's even in your mindset as an NFL player. I think every day you got to be attacking with the mindset of I'm going to be better than the dude across from me. Like, oh, are we playing next? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We expect to win. Like, I don't know why losing is even on your mind as a player, uh, especially at that level. But And I'm not trying to rip him because he's a fine corner and all. I was, but you touched on the culture problem, and I think it's there. Like, there's definitely yeah. some, like, diva personalities. And I don't know what all goes on in the locker room. We're not there. But that seems to be part of the problem because it's not a lack of talent. Like, this is – I mean, Aaron, it, Aaron Jones is, like, one of the most mellow guys you'll ever, like, see. 
And when he starts to complain about like touches and like lack of involvement in the offense, like that's that's when you know there's that's, some that's issues going on in the well, locker room. It doesn't room. make sense. Three first half carries. Yeah, and it's then ridiculous. Nine for the game. I get he didn't get a whole lot of yards. I get our run blocking in the especially in the middle was not ideal. But you just can't like you can't get away from that. You just you can't I agree. before even came out in the press conference was like, yeah, not sure how that happened. So maybe it is just a matter of these guys like too much outside noise. They're not locked in, they're not focused on just doing what we're good at as a team. And I'm hoping like, you know, at just some point we can turn around. Because on the flip side of this, we saw a year or two ago the Baker Mayfield led Browns beat the Steelers, who were I believe 13, 14 and 0. And then they just went cold and they were done. So like, yeah, the NFL I, is crazy. I, I would agree. I'll agree to the sense that the NFL for this is true for any team. The NFL right. season is very long, and the team that wins the Super Bowl is usually a team that's hot at the end of the year. Look at the Bucks in twenty twenty. Right, they lost to right. the Saints twice. Not pretty losses. And then what do they do? They get the Saints a third time in the playoffs, and they go win, roll through a tough Green Bay game in at Lambeau in the NFC Championship. They were the hot team, right? Say what you want about Brady, but uh, you go back another year. The Chiefs were the hot team almost all year, so there are teams that do get it for the whole year. But you could go all the way back to the 16-0 Patriots losing to the Giants, right? The Giants got hot at the right time and had the answer. So For it's sure. just it's just a matter of like predicting who's going to be in the Super Bowl is so impossible because of injuries, whatnot, and because of this. There's always teams. How am I forgetting the Bengals? Right? Yeah. Like, nobody saw that happening. So I'll agree with you in the sense that if the Packers get lucky and they are that team this year, that mediocre team that nobody thinks is a Super Bowl contender and, and shows up in a wild card and gets hot and just rides the momentum all the way to Arizona for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. But in the sense that I, I just don't see the roster doing that right now. I, mean, I don't have the confidence. Right. And if um, reaction, we lost to the Jets in Lambeau. Not a positive outlook. But, no. But, but like, if we do something like go sign Odell Beckham, if assuming he's healthy or – trade for DJ Moore or do something where we're starting to see rumors like even Rodgers is hinting at it like a move is going to be made here because it's clear that there is a personnel issue with wide receiver like that could spark this offense into something that is completely different from where it's at right now well and Odell helped that Rams team get hot last year exactly they're able to run the ball for sure but like that's a spark we would need um I, I think in general you could you could look at like Elgin Jenkins. I personally believe this might be he needs to be back right guard. I don't think yeah. he's as efficient as a right tackle. I think he's a better guard. And we could use uh, Josh Nyman uh, as right tackle. I um, agree. I don't care Royce Newman or John Runyon. I feel like they're both the same. I just think Elgin's better in interior, and that would help kind of free up the run game even more, which was working pretty much at every game prior till this week. Yeah, but. Um, and I guess my think is kind of towing back to the Bengals, but before we move on, because I know, like you said, we talk about Packers a lot, and I'll give the Jets their flowers, but 
They are kind of the Packers Jets game is kind of the story this week. That it was is. well, actually, there were a lot of shockers. I, I, there, I, yeah, we have definitely some, definitely some things to talk about. But I think like the Bengals, like they like like the Packers, we have like one underlying issue. It's no deep threat. Receiver room is a mess. Lack like, but it can be improved and. The Bengals, like, their whole line situation was bad all last year. Like, we knew it was going to be bad. And they found a way at the end of the season to figure it out. Don't really know how, especially the way they looked this year. They're also 3-3. Three and three, But they figured it out. And so, like you mentioned, if we bring in Odell, we just get some of these younger guys to, like, Christian Watson is healthy, plays every week. Romeo Dobbs gets mixed in and Cobb does his thing. Now we're, we got something there. And so that's why, like, yeah, as a Packer fan right now, not happy, not at all. But I'm not like writing off the season. Now, if we're like sitting at like three and six, even like I said, four and six, like I don't know. I mean, we with. we do play the Commanders this week, and honestly, as great as that sounds, I feel like we've been saying, "Oh, we play the Giants." Oh, we play the Giants. <laughs> okay, but the, uh, you could argue that, but the, the Commanders just barely snuck by the Bears, and they did just lose. And the Giants, Clinton. the Giants are. Like, I, I, actually, you know what? Let's talk about the Giants-Ravens. Let, let's yeah, move on. Because I, I, I owe the city of New York actually two apologies. But uh, <laughs> the first one being for the Giants, the second one being for the Jets. Um, I, I'm not going to go out and say that the Giants are legit. I, I'm still not 100% sold on their roster, okay? But uh, I, what I guess I'll ask you, like, where is this? They're 5-1. and one. Uh, They've They've – also, my apology is this, is I disrespected them and they have my respect now, right? Like you have my respect, Stark, that sort of thing. And so it's, what what, what do you think their ceiling is here? What What's the top of the line for the Giants? Is it Super Bowl champion or is it? Oh, uh, I think that would be kind of insane. Just, just be, like given the factors of it, having a rookie head coach, given the factors that they are very, like, run-roll ions. Like, they clearly have holes as well. They're playing better as a unit. They definitely have more, like, heart. Like, you can see the culture is there. And defensively, like, it's a unit that I, I think they could maybe get, like, ceiling is they, like, knock off a team or two. I just don't see them, like, going toe-to-toe with, like, the Eagles or, like, but even, like, the Vikings, like, a top – NFC team now or even down the line like I wouldn't see them taking down Brady in a conference championship I would hope you wouldn't take down Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau like there's just because of the factor of a rookie head coach a young quarterback who's really not even had a lot of experience winning so far in his career and Daniel Jones I think a Super Bowl is a stretch but even at this point like no one thought they were going to have a winning record this year like realistically so like the fact that I, I think they're definitely going to do that Looking at the next couple of weeks of their schedule, it's a cakewalk, and the fact that they're yeah, they don't up. have a strong schedule. They're going to keep winning these games, right? They're they're going to get in the playoffs this year. I, I believe that it's just a matter of how much damage are they going to do, and yeah. I think that is ultimately going to depend on, like we've talked about earlier, how they play at the end of the season, if they're hot or if they're kind of getting figured out, and because it's not like they're doing a lot of whole new things. That they're winning games, and you got to give credit for that, but it's. They're playing good defense, and they're running ball down. They're the they're a really good fourth quarter team, for sure. That well, is like, that's and those are teams that are really hard to beat. The ones that can close it out and kind of play the game, 
on their terms. That is tough to beat. And ultimately, I mean, we talk about like panic for the Packers, but for the Ravens, they're three and three now. And they got some tough more matchups on the schedule. I'm not saying they're in jeopardy missing the playoffs, but like they're no, because aren't they leading their division? Or did the Bengals pass them? Honestly, no. They're tied with the Bengals, I believe, at three and three, because Steelers and Browns should both be two and four, if I know that correctly. And so, in terms, of, yeah, that division being weak, like again, they're still fine. But you know. It's something to look about going forward. The Browns are going to get Sean Watson back later on as well if they don't completely tank away the season before that point. And, and that's just something I think to keep, you know, our eyes on is that, like, there is a good amount, like, as good as these teams are talking about are the teams are going to get hot. I feel like a lot of them are sitting at three and three right now. Like, the 49ers are three and three. They're, they have the same record as the Falcons. It feels like the <laughs> NFC – I heard someone say this. It feels like the NFC right now. Like, I mentioned, like, these these juggernauts from last year who are kind of in this championship window layover, one might – I guess you could call it. Yeah. Uh, mainly being the Rams, Bucks, and Packers who were these, you know, favorites to come out of the NFC all year last year, and the Rams did, and, and they got their Super Bowl. But it, there's this weird, like – transition happening these i mean stafford looks bad rogers looks bad the bucks look bad where there's these the nfc when compared to the afc right now is so it just looks so inferior that's about like i would not be shocked if the falcons make the playoffs at like mm. nine and seven or nine and eight or ten and eight, ten and eight or ten and seven sorry like just something something weird like it, it just feels like nobody's really good you could talk about the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, I think that's it. I, I would, and say you could throw like the Vikings. You could throw the Vikings in there too. But like, I have questions yeah. about the Cowboys. I have questions about the Giants, and I have questions about the Vikings. I don't have that many questions left about the Eagles. They're really good, and they're going to be really good, barring injury. They can win in multiple ways. Um, and I have, I don't have questions about the Bills. I don't have questions about the Chiefs. That's really it at this point through six games. That's who I think yeah. is going to win the Super Bowl. One of those three teams could be wrong, sure. but and, and I, yeah, all that, all that to too. all that to say, um, I agree with you on the Giants' playoff ceilings. I don't think they get past the divisional round. I don't think that's a hot take. I just, no, that, that's but the, but I could see them going into the wild card, beating a, a team like the Falcons or the Packers or something like that. And then we get set up with an Eagles Vikings NFC Championship, or the Niners get in there somewhere once You're their defense gets healthy. Um, and so it, it's it's just a weird situation. I mean, shoot, aren't the Seahawks three and three at this point? Like, there's just a, all these teams that are supposed to be tanking are like five hundred with like decent wins. The NFC playoff picture is a wild one right yeah. now. It's not even by a playoff picture considering how many few weeks we've played but uh, like there's teams in that mix that we probably would predict you to win three or four games all year yeah. falcons seahawks jets giants even jets, like, giants yeah like it, it's crazy for you know just as a football fan this year in that aspect of like i just even like our picks i feel like i bombed the picks this week like the ones that i uh, 
there it's so difficult to honestly just predict what's happening it's just the bottom line like i almost feel like at this point like reacting to this week is like there's some things like you see it needs to be reacted to but like i don't want to be like all oh, ravens are in trouble because it's, no i think something we need to be talked about like like we just brought up how many teams are three and three but there's also like a lot of context to it I think the Ravens. Here's here's what I'll say. My expectations for the Ravens are, um, if they continue right where they're at, they're going to make the playoffs, uh, and they'll lose wild card divisional. Maybe sneak into the AFC Championship, depending on where Bills Chiefs line up. Um, right. But probably not. And uh, but I think the Ravens peak. I think that I. I think they're just below the Chiefs and the Bills at their peak. If they yeah. play, re- if they play their best, Lamar is hot. I think they're there. Uh, I don't even they know what to. Lamar is hot. Like if yeah, they can out- run with anybody, and that's what I'm trying to say. But I just don't see that happening. I, I, they've lo- they've already lost their, and I know Bateman's out, and they've got a couple other things. But they've lost their their hot. They were really hot to start the year, and the offense was incredible first couple weeks and I feel like they've already kind of teetered off of that but I, I don't really have much reaction to this Giants Ravens game other than my apology to the Giants that's a long way of getting back to the same place but um, I agree I, this is not there's not much to react to here um, yeah. but we can uh, we can move on to another noon game Um. So, all right, I'm going to prepare a statement, all right? <laughs> We're just going to go into this, okay? Because I've been okay. looking forward to this one uh, since since it happened. So I sat there, I watched the whole Packers game, and it was, it was terrible. Um, meanwhile, at the same time, I'm watching this Jaguars-Colts game. And so on <laughs> one hand, my Packers are doing awful. On the other hand, I have somehow become a pseudo-diehard Colts fan just because I predicted them to be in the Super Bowl and they're terrible. So every time they're in a close game, I'm just rooting for a miracle or anything. So, you know, to get this win, the Broncos 12 9 game, it's a, a win is a win, right? Another sure. win. Uh, we're rolling, baby. We are rolling and we are rolling to the AFC South title. There's, we're rolling uh, until we go to Buffalo in the playoffs. That's basically about until as far as we roll. But um, it's a divisional round. Yeah, that's, that's realistic. Uh, look, if we're going to beat the Jags without Jonathan Taylor and Matt Ryan's going to throw for uh, the offense, like unlocked. Matt I don't know Ryan what. Really I, I don't, yeah, he I don't really know what what yeah. was holding them back. What changed? But Matt Ryan, I'll just pull it up. I know they threw the ball fifty-eight times again, yards. but yeah. 389 and three touchdowns, no picks. Pittman had career high, 13 catches, uh, 134 yards. And Deion Jackson had a rushing touchdown. I, I still think the rushing offense has some question marks, but with Taylor out and two wins without him, I'm not complaining at all. I'm not complaining at all. And, yeah, honestly, that was the biggest thing is – Part of those early losses might have been trying to figure this Matt Ryan thing out. And it kind of seemed Sunday like they did. And I I will tip my hat to you. Like, 
they played that well with Jonathan Taylor. You throw them in the mix and they play like that. They're they, they drop thirty four without Jonathan Taylor. Like that just needs to be acknowledged. The Jags are not a bad team this year either. They held the Chargers to ten. Like this is this is not the Jags in the past. I have some. And we'll get to the Jaguars. Like yeah, it's divisional games usually tight like that. So for the Colts to do this, uh, that, that's something I'm not going to just push under the rug. Like the. But Ravens Giants game that was a kind of slugfest, like it was more the Giants control and you know being on the road, yeah, whatever. But like the Colts, some like we haven't seen this out of them all year. Like we kind of we're both probably. I think, I, think I'm I know I'm guilty of this. I forget the Colts beat the Chiefs. Like I already right. forget that. Right, and so it's like, and they didn't even have this Matt Ryan that showed up on Sunday. Yeah. So, in, in all seriousness, eh, we'll probably roll until we run into the Buffalo unless they play at their full potential. They're like right there with the Ravens. I, I think we we put the Bills and the Chiefs in a higher category just because they're hot like all the time. As but we should. They deserve to be in that category. They're, sure. two, they're two of the three best teams in football. It's not even close. Yeah, they're definitely, uh, you know, a couple steps ahead of everybody. But, like, but I would say in that tier below, it's, like, teams, like, at their full p- potential can also beat anybody. The Ravens, the Colts, we've seen it. I mean, they already beat, like you said, beat the Chiefs. We saw this Sunday. At their full potential, they can do that. Dolphins, we've seen earlier this season. They beat Buffalo. They beat the Ravens at their full It's It's kind of crazy, like, we – we're probably going to – as much as we think it's like Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Chiefs, I have a feeling one of those teams is going to lose just because. Like, it just because of the fact – Like some, last year? Right. Like, some team is just going to show up like the Bengals and just be out of the right time. I, I'll say and, this. I'll say this regarding regarding the Colts' potential to come out of the AFC. I'm not going to get ahead of myself until they can prove to me – that they can run the ball for 150, 200 yards um, as an offense, not just Jonathan Taylor, um, consistently rush for 100 yards, I'll say. Because the rushing offense has been really bad, and that's what you need to win in the playoffs. They w- If they can figure that out, Jonathan Taylor will be their greatest weapon against either one of these teams. Okay, Josh Jacobs shredded the Chiefs. And if you go to Buffalo in January and Buffalo – is in the snow and struggling to throw the ball, and you have Jonathan Taylor to help carry you to the to victory. I think that the Bills have or the Colts, sorry, have a chance to win that game because it looks like Buffalo's going to have the home field advantage in the AFC. So I don't think the Colts Colts come out of the AFC unless they figure out the rushing game. That's that's the bottom line for sure. And, and that's you know, like I said, like when I mean full potential, it, it's it's that it's. If they're going to have this passing game going, they need to also have the running game going with it. They need to be just unstoppable, like the Bills and Chiefs. But in terms of that, like, you know, it's just my cult praise for the day. Jaguars, I, I believe they're sitting at two and four now. Yeah. Definitely not. Like, I think they're definitely going to steal a couple more wins. But ultimately. I'm a little disappointed, honestly. At, what's up? 
I'm just a little disappointed in Jacksonville right now. I had higher expectations based off of the first couple of weeks of the season. I agree. I would agree. It seems like they were a little bit better, but ultimately I think the AFC is just too crowded for them. And they're just, they're too young. They got not first year coach in the NFL, but like new team for Doug Peterson. I, I think they're going to come out better next year and probably surprise some people a little bit more, especially if they continue to make upgrades to the roster. But ultimately, like we just—I don't think I—I'll push back a little bit. I don't think they're out of the playoff contention, and I don't think they're out of I, AFC South contention either. But if they go lose I, to the Titans, they're out. I don't like their chances. That's all I'm going to say. I think Colts, are honestly, after what I saw, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be them or Tennessee. I think Jaguars are definitely behind, and. Ultimately, just looking at the rest of the NFL, it's like the West, the AFC West. I mean, you can see the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. I know the Raiders aren't a good record wrestling. They're a better team than Jags. Not going to talk about Broncos. Um, NFC East, or AFC East, excuse me, the Bills, Dolphins, like even without two. Like they need two of back, obviously. They've looked like Tyreek Hill still doing his thing without him. Um, the Chats are born too. I'm not saying. They have a better chance than the Jags, I feel like, right that's now. A good, that's, that's a good point. The AFC is really crowded. Yeah, it's not necessarily – I don't see a second – I don't see a second – I agree. The way it's shaking up right now, it doesn't look like a second team from the AFC South is going to make the playoffs. No. No, I, I just – I don't see it. And ultimately, if the Jags maybe swap places, like, you know, the Bears or somebody, like, and we're in the NFC – their shots are probably a little bit more realistic, but I just AFC is just that playoff picture is already getting really crowded. Yeah, I, I have I have to agree. Um, we can move on. Um, I, I have to tell you, I'm really mad at you for talking me out of taking the Patriots over the Browns on Sunday because I was dead set on it, and then we picked like seven teams in a row that they were exact same. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take the Browns just to be different. It's a 50-50 game, knowing full well that I really liked the Patriots in this game. So yeah, props to um, you for, for winning the mind game and, win, and getting the pick right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what, what's your takeaway here? Bailey Zapp quarterback comp? No, no, listen. It, it, as good as Bailey Zapp's been playing, um, there, there, there was, I'm pretty sure ESPN posted it. Was like overreaction or not overreaction? Like Bailey Zappel starting job? Like, come on, no. Mac Jones is a solid guy. He's a solid quarterback. He hasn't shown anything that makes you want to bench him. But I will say this is probably something Belichick could turn into like a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where teams see Bailey Zappel. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm him. not that sold on Mac Jones. I'm not like. Does Mac Jones have a performance like this? 300 yards, no picks, two touchdowns? Uh, last year, he, I didn't, he definitely probably had, you know, one of the lowers and maybe two of them in there. I, I, I do see what you're saying. It's not like, oh, like Mac Jones is like confirmed, like going to be the guy. I just don't think you invest the first round pick in a guy. Like, it's just going to be very tough. If you go to Bailey Zapp, like, there's no going back, I guess is my point. And, like, you could play Mac Jones 
And I end, just think that Belichick no does not care that he invested a first round pick if he's going to win more games with Bailey Zapp. That's and that's a fair point because if anyone would do it, it's Belichick. He's done it before. See Tom Brady. Yeah, they invested a hundred million into Drew Bledsoe. See how that right. they got a and Super that was, Yeah, that's honestly a worse investment because it wasn't even just a draft pick. It was a draft pick, and you paid him. So honestly, you got a point in that aspect. And I think if this continues, where we see this is kind of what Cooper Rush I think needed to do in order to I don't say like beat out Dak Prescott, but like. Have it's like a serious conversation about a quarterback controversy because that's that's just the bottom line. It's like you have to kind of enhance the play of people around you. And the fact that, you know, Zappi's going for 300 yards and making the Patriots receivers who are not like crazy good, like Kobe Myers is all right, but makes them look good as a rookie that's middle round, like, I got to tip my hat to that, especially against the Browns team. who's like, they're pretty stout defensively. Not in the past though, as we've seen with the Jets, but. I have you know. some questions about the Browns, but yeah, you sum up, you sum up my Bailey Zappi thoughts. Um, I think they'll go with Mac Jones when he comes back, but I wouldn't be, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if they didn't at this point. Like they're, they're he's two and oh, as a starter. Um, he almost beat Rogers coming in and relieving Brian Hoyer. So that just remains – I'm putting that in a to-be-determined category here. We'll just see how it goes. But they're not rushing Mac Jones back. Uh, for the Browns, sitting at two and four in a tough division, I got to be honest, I'm starting to – I'm not writing them off fully, but there's – it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Uh, it's just they got some games ahead of them too. Like, and, and you know what? This is what we expected. I think that they were they're honestly overperforming our expectations a little bit. And it, two and four, if you'd have told me that at the start of the season, I'd have been like, yeah, I could see that. Like that seems realistic. Like Brissett's all right. Nick Chubb will get him going, and the defense is all right. But without Deshaun. He's going to be their big difference maker. Like, yeah, I, you know, they invested in this guy. They just got to wait for him. But that's kind of where I see it. And they're like, again, they're two and four, but like, they're just that Jets game. They could have honestly realistically won. Like, they're competitive. And so, like, it's, yeah, it's not like, I would agree they're overperforming a bit, but I don't know. It's even like, again, like, Brissett doesn't even seem like he's been playing bad or like playing a lot of games. You know, that's why I think that kind of saying, like you mentioned, saying it before the season that if they were sitting at two and four, it wouldn't surprise you. Like that does make sense. I, I guess just watching them play and like how good the running game's been, how Mark Cooper has also been pretty good. Yeah, but they're, if they're gonna lose, if they're gonna lose games like this, their ceiling is very low. Oh, I agree. Like it's it's just like for them to be losing games like this, it's like I just I guess it's the bottom line is close is not winning. You know, they're, they're yeah. teams, like they've been close, but they they're probably gonna be in like that commanders route this year. They were gonna be better than when uh Deshaun Watson gets back, but they'll be in a lot of games, not gonna be winning too many. 
Yeah, I think I, I, I have to agree. They invested in Deshaun. They made the big deal. They took the risk. Uh, I, I don't think they're very upset with where they're at right now. They're way down their difference maker to come back. That's that's the bottom line, you know. Yeah. Um, how about how about the Bengals barely sneaking out of New Orleans five hundred? Yeah. Barely sneaking out alive here. Yeah, it was it was barely, and I, I know I mentioned the Red Rifle revenge game. I didn't know this. He was he was uh, two and zero oh against Bengals in his career going in. Now he's two uh, and one. Uh, well, win some, he lose some, and I saw a report that he continues to play at high level. They'll beat out Jameis, like they'll just give him the job. Which I think I they are. I think I honestly think that's already decided in my opinion. Yeah, we we touched on that. I like there's just not a lot of money tied up in either quarterback, so. You kind of just go with whoever's playing better. And I, I don't think, again, like the Saints are sitting at two and four. I don't think it's like a Browns two and four. You know what I mean? Like that's the Bengals and they could have won that. They could have beat the Vikings in London. Like they haven't yeah. pulled these close ones out. The Saints are having I, close ones with good teams. The Browns are having close ones with bad teams. Bad. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely the key difference in that. So that's why I think when the Saints, like I think they still have Panthers twice. That's probably like two free wins for them. Yeah. Um, they usually like they they got the wins left on the schedule, especially in this NFC. That they're definitely not out of it. Two and four is yeah. not pretty, but they're not out of it. They've shown flashes and just I think having some stability. No, I actually think the Saints are starting to heat up. Yeah. No, I, I could agree with you. Um, they're starting to utilize Taysom Hill, uh, not as good as they did the week prior, but. That was my concern, honestly, going in. It was like Dennis Allen's a defensive guy. It, losing Sean Payton, are they going to be able to still stay competent on offense, which they had. Yeah. Um, so I'll say this. Um, they're still right there. On the flip side, the Bengals, that is. Um, it's crazy what happens when you stop using Jamar Chase as a decoy. I saw, I saw that tweet. And they're like, it's crazy what happens when you actually give the ball to this guy instead of trying to use him to get other people open. But right. uh, yeah, it's not like they were doing. It, it, it's still the same bland play calling and route running. It's not like they were doing anything uh, different. They just right. were giving him the ball, and he was making the plays. It looked up. It looked like last year. It was like, oh, you know, Jamar's out there somewhere. And just chuck it, right? And it was working. Um, I remember there was a big third down. He's got a corner draped all over him, and Bro doesn't care. He just rips him a slant, picks it up, gets into the red zone, they go score. Like It's just like, why are they not giving this guy the ball more? I, I don't quite understand. But if they can figure out how to do that and the offense can look like you started, I, to, in my opinion, the offense looked the most explosive it had been since last year. So that – that brings up an interesting point, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Because I kind of touched on it a bit with the Colts prior, how they're kind of trying to utilize, like, you know the Colts is, like, their game plan should be pound the ball with the best running back in the league, for theoretically. But we see them just pass, pass, pass in these early weeks against easier matchups, you could say. Is, is that maybe something the Bengals, they kind of tried initially? Is I, I will agree play calling is still bland, but maybe it's like maybe our, they might have thought all right, our downfall kind of in the Rams game was like we couldn't really get a whole lot going outside of Jamar Chase. 
do we try and get other people going early in the year, use them as a decoy, see what it does. And they realized, yeah, this really isn't doing a whole lot back to what we were doing. Like, do you think play around with that? Or is that just kind of like a – because you see it in the NBA, coaches will experiment with rotations. They'll usually go 11 or 12 deep into the bench early in the season. And I know the NFL is different in the sense that there's way less games. But I do think that's worth talking about if we see such drastic changes – I still think I still think what the Bengals are lacking is a consistent run game. I I only think I mean Mixon only had eight carries for forty yards in this game, you know. So and that was something that they were they were last year was I felt like it was a lot of like yeah, uh, we're going to run the ball for like five yards a carry all year long, and Mixon's going to have the best year of his career. We're going to run it twenty times. Right, and then we're gonna drop back and throw it another twenty-five, thirty times, depending on how many plays we get. And Jamar Chase is gonna shred you in those, you know. And it's not like Higgins and Boyd are bad. I mean, I think it's one of the stronger receiving cores in the league. Uh, and Joe Burrow just happened to have his best, you know, a breakout season. And I think that this year, uh, this was the first time it started to look like the offense was like on the same page, almost like. Yeah. I, I I can't answer your question. Like I don't know if there's truth to them trying to. Get, that could be true. They're trying to get other guys going earlier uh, right. in the year, and maybe we'll see that going on if they just start force feeding Jamar. But um, yeah. I I just don't understand that. Then to me that that furthers my argument that Zach Taylor is not a good call play caller. <laughs> Like yeah, yeah, it, fair it, enough. it furthers my argument. Like there are ways to use guys. Like look at the Vikings. They use Justin Jefferson in so many different ways. And I know I say this once a week at this point, they use him as a decoy and it works. Right. He also gets the ball 10 times a game and has a hundred yards every game. Like it, there's a way to do both. Not just, Oh, we're going to stick Jamar over here on the outside. He's going to run a go and we're going to make you bring your safety over and double team him. Like, why would we double team the guy when we know you're not going to throw it to him? Right? Yeah, you throw it to him. You're throwing it to T. Higgins more than this guy. Why would we why would we double team him? I know who he is. I know he's a talent. I'm just going to, as a D coordinator, I'm going to take the risk. You don't seem interested in giving him the ball. It's like a Kyle Pitts thing. You're not going to give the guy the ball. I'm not going to be too concerned about stopping him until you prove me wrong. So I don't know. It's, I, hope, I hope they keep giving him the ball. That's the bottom line. If they're going to win games. This is what they need to do. Like think, think back to the Chiefs game last year in the regular season, right? Like this is like this is how they win games: is explosives. This is who they are. They're the, they're the deep. They throw the ball deep, um, and they they get, still got to figure out the running game. I will. I still am going to hold them to that. Definitely, definitely for a playoff success, that's got to be more consistent. And uh, yeah, because quite frankly, eight carries is just that's never going to get it done. Um. But that being said, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to add to either sides. I feel like the Saints are still in a decent spot, and Bengals got questions. But ultimately, we talked about the AFC playoff picture a bit already. It's, they're still in a solid playoff position, yeah, especially given their division. But uh, I, I think if people are worried about the pack, are you really worried about the Buccaneers? Because uh, <laughs> this is um... that was a game I don't think 
anybody saw coming. I understand. Oh, it was a 10-point spread. Right, yeah. Like, that was the biggest dog of the day. And they pulled up on Tom Brady. Okay, here's, here's my question for you. What does this game tell us about the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, considering they waxed the Steelers. They whacked the Steelers with Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He didn't play against the Bucks. I I think that well, we've touched on how the Chiefs and Bills are we say the premier of the AFC, but honestly, probably in the NFL. Like I don't think the Eagles are even on that level yet. As good as they've been this year, that's just such a far not far out, like just it's a tough like expectation to be held to. And I think the Eagles end up like ten and oh, I, I could really see it. But even that year, the Steelers went, like I talked about, 13, 14, 0. No, the difference, here's the bottom line. The answer you're looking for is that the Bills and the Chiefs, fans hold them above everybody else because we know that they can do it in the playoffs. Okay, We saw saw the game last year, right? We know the story. It's the Manning-Brady part two almost, right? It, it, it's almost it, – we're getting to that point. It, we're going to be here for the next decade where these guys are just going to – everybody wants to see it. It's must-see TV. How on earth – and not to get ahead of ourselves, how on earth that game this week wasn't Sunday Night Football? I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. And we got to watch Broncos Chargers tonight. Broncos <laughs> again. You anyways. kidding me. Anyways, I'll talk about the Bucks. I don't. I, I. This is. Look. I. I I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit here. I said this in the preseason. I said something's going on in Tampa. I'm not confident in this. Tom Brady doesn't go to training camp and he just shows up. Team. Like I. I just don't think that they're. Look, people are making the jokes, right? Like he. He doesn't practice. He just shows up on Sundays and he yells at his old line. Like I. I just. The Bucks are just really lacking. I don't even know what they're lacking. That's that's the thing. Is that I, I, so I, I finger on like they're just so. You look at their roster and it's so good. And I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's culture. I don't know if it's disdain for their quarterback who missed half a training camp. I don't know if it's a lack of chemistry because of that. I I, I really the Bucks. I really didn't see this coming. That's the bottom line here. Uh, and I, I don't think, know what this means because it does, it definitely doesn't mean that the Steelers are a good team. It definitely doesn't no, mean that. No, that. That's not the takeaway I got. No, that's – I got the impression that, like you mentioned, I, I think it's very – it's very, like, something that needs to – it keeps kind of getting blow, oh, like – Tom Brady, like he doesn't practice on Wednesdays, he doesn't show up to training camp, like, it, it, and it's always just it's Tom Brady, and like it's yeah, all these guys know who Tom Brady is, but I know there's like new faces in that Tampa Bay locker room, younger ones that like are coming in there and they see this and they're like, yo, like I'm I'm coming in here every day, like busting it and trying to get better. And then this old dude is just yelling at me on Sunday when, he, you know, his, things aren't going well for him or he gets hit. And 
he gets up and starts to scream at everybody. I, I think the bottom line is the O-line is not quite what it was, and that's kind of the root of their problems because Brady cannot he, – he's not mobile, right? He's not no. – He's not going to move. And so if there's quick pressure, it's going to result in a quick check down or he's going to throw it away. So they lose their deep threat when they don't give him time. And so I think that's partially a factor. I really don't know. To me, that's not enough to lose to the Steelers with no Minka Fitzpatrick, no TJ Watt. There is no excuse for it. Other Other than Mike Tomlin out coaching you. That's it. Yeah, and that is, I guess, maybe another talking point is is this on Todd Bowles because he's been a defensive guy. And that's, and that's when I kind of think I, I draw the line personally because I know people that's like the media, especially that's clear to jump to, especially because they like to defend Brady a bit. It's, well, it's Todd Bowles, like it's a new coach. It's not Bruce Arians, but they still have Byron left, which like they still have the same offensive play calling you still see them pass way too much <laughs> like it's yeah. just it's what they do I'll, here's the analogy that we've been using throughout the show and this is how I, i'll the last thing i'm gonna say about the box uh, i'm pressing the panic button but i'm never writing off the go you can't yeah, i'm not I, going any farther than pressing the panic button right if they're like i'm not gonna say something i'll regret either yeah, like if they were like really like in a terrible record spot right now, then I'd again be concerned. But even then, it's like, well, like, don't put a pass on Brady to like rip off 10 straight. Like it's just something you don't do. And it's honestly precisely why I'm not running off Packers and a couple other like three and three teams that we'll get to uh, moving forward. But concerned is, is definitely like the right word and just confused. I, I really gotta see more and just to see like what is really holding this team back um but that's what all i gotta say about buccaneers and for the steelers like i agree those to that i still like trubisky won the game you know yeah. what i mean like i still agree or am under the impression that he got pulled too early especially how bad some of the guys have played but I do understand, again, the logic of, like, if you don't think you're going anywhere, you're just trying to. Yeah, I mean, we're hard put on. We'll see. We'll see if Pickett's out in concussion protocol next week. and they, I, forget, I don't know who they play, but we'll see. Is the well, yeah, we'll see what there. happens. Yeah. But um, so I, I, I actually want to pull this stat. You might be 0-6 on Falcons picks. I'm not shocked. I, I think you're either 1-5 or 0-6. You know what's crazy is they're 6-0 against the spread. Yeah. So, like, essentially, whatever I say for the Falcons, you pretty much just fade it, and you're going to win money. Like, that's – so, note that when we go over our Wednesday predictions, you want to make a little extra money for the weekend – Bet whatever I say is going to happen in the Falcons. <laughs> it never happens. How the 49ers, who I mean, they're ne- offensively always are like Bosa was a scratch, game, but what in the like you knew that all the Falcons were going to do is run the ball. Marcus Mariota only threw it 13 times, granted, he was nearly perfect, but like 
it's such a one-dimensional, like, three yards, four yards in a cloud of dust, and the Falcons are still getting it done. I, I don't understand it. I mean, again, kudos to them for be, having the same record as the Buccaneers through week six. I'm gonna, look, no one saw hey, coming. I'm going to throw something out here. This could be a hot take, but I want to see your reaction. Hmm. Arthur Smith, coach of the year. Um, if he maybe utilized Kyle Pitts a little bit more earlier. No, no, I just that's such garbage. And I'm a Kyle Pitts fantasy owner. You cannot let fantasy football dictate your opinion on a football team that is surpassing. They're six and zero against the spread. They're surpassing everybody's expectations, including Vegas. I agree that he's a contender. I, I don't put him past Brian Dabble. If they make, if they okay, that's fair. But if the I, Falcons I make the playoffs, he's got to be a top three, top two pick. He's definitely top three. It's just the way I see going is the Giants are going to make the playoffs, and just Dabble being a first year head coach, the way yeah. they, they're probably going to finish with a better record. Like that's what I mean. There's some really interesting names that you could bring up. Depending how crazy the record for the Eagles gets, like how many like Nick Sirianni could be a name. Yeah, if they win fifteen games, it's kind of hard not to give it to them. I mean, shoot, yeah, they haven't, they haven't lost like, yet, so if they win seventeen. Yeah, you know, seriously, yeah, like it's crazy, but they haven't lost yet, and and you know, every time I pick them, they just don't. Um, and, and honestly, like I said, Mike McDaniel for coach there. That's the Dolphins are gonna have to have some kind of crazy run. Well, I mean that prediction was before because Tua, Tua, got, Tua getting hurt. Really and, and that's true, but I also think the Dolphins are held to like a higher expectation this year. Like I just think like you brought up with the Falcons, like they were supposed to be so bad, and like even the Giants, like we just didn't have this expectation for those teams. Robert Sala, honestly, if the Jets continue, could also be a name to watch as well. But, yeah, no, I, I just, again, good for the Falcons. Mad that I just can't seem to figure this team out. Um, and for the 49ers, it's like, it's kind of just a bad game. It's They were get, they were pretty depleted. Um, on de- pretty depleted on defense. No boost. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, That's it, what the crazy amount of rushing attempts tells me. That yeah. They just didn't have the bodies, but. Uh, I'm not worried it, about the Niners. No concern. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, we know exactly who they are, and given the fact that there's nobody else in their division right now, uh, they'll be there come January. Right, and they always seem to get hot at the end of the year. This is not. They've started off three and four, three and five before, and then fine. Yeah. So this is this really does nothing. Like you said, it, they are they, that we all think they are. All right, we got we got one more noon game. Nice. And it's Vikings Dolphins. Vikings move to five and one. Uh, I'm not going to say commanding victory, but uh, a solid win against a good AFC opponent. What was that, what, like 21 to 16? 24 16. One by eight. Um, but Skylar Thompson got the start. Bridgewater came in and relieved him. Not playing a full strength Dolphins team. Not sure how big of a test this really is. But regardless, a win a win is a win in a division that um, they keep winning games like this, they should run away with. 
But what's your well, – I'll ask the same question I asked for the Giants here. What is the Viking ceiling in your opinion? Uh, I think playing at their best. Can the Vikings represent the NFC and Super Bowl? I, I will say this. If Kirk Cousins doesn't do primetime Kirk Cousins things, which, again, not expecting to, but, like, if he plays at his full potential, they could represent the NFC. Hey, if they play the – I'll say this. I agree. If they play the NFC Championship at noon, they could win. Right. They, yeah, they, they <laughs> got shot, but, You know what I mean? That's fair, like, realistic. I, I, have, to, I have this to say, though. I um, At the beginning of the year, I actually was really close to picking Minnesota for the NFC North over the Packers, but I let my bias um, – I still don't think and my fandom take the Packers. We run away with it. I, I still think the Vikings, like you said, like they, they've gotten wins against the Bears, Lions, depleted Dolphins. No, they've like, yet to the one time they played they, they did not look good against the Eagles, and that's my biggest concern is this is a team right. that this is a team that uh it, the Vikings have always been right there. And now they're if they're gonna be the if this is gonna be the year they start to clean up all those close games that they used to lose, or even half the close games that they used to lose against the mediocre teams that would kill their record, uh, then yeah, they can be really good. They're gonna win the division. Um, are they gonna get the first round by? <laughs> Doesn't look like it. Looks like that's gonna be the Eagles, so they're gonna have to go they're gonna have home field, which is good for the Vikings, but I I think the ceiling is the NFC championship game. Honestly, um, I, w- I could see them. Like I said, I could see them representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I think they have the they have the legs to do it. They have the weapons. They have it everywhere. The defense is overperforming, in my opinion, um, but they don't have the guy. They don't have the general they need. They don't have the quarterback uh, to get them through the big game. And uh, at the end of the day, like I- I'm saying, like that's like when you say ceiling, we're saying. Everything goes right. Yeah, and, and like, look, I think that like them getting to the Super Bowl, like I think even if everything goes right, they still don't beat like anybody really from the AFC. Whoever wins the AFC, I don't think they beat. And realistically, like if we're just looking at the issues you touched on, defensive question marks going into playoffs late in the season, not good. Having your quarterback be not only terrible in prime time, but ultimately for his career, not good in like big games, play, like, big games, good teams. Like he's a guy that will win against bad teams, but like he kind of gets figured out, like honestly, by the, by just the good teams. And that's why it's like, I still want to see more out of that. That's why they got two games in the Packers. I understand that, but, Packers, I'm assuming we get him back in Lambeau and, like, who knows? I think that's week 17. Like, we really, like, it, it. there's a lot that could change from here. I believe um, – I think – I, I think this, to play like the Cowboys, I believe. So, you would, like, you would say a ceiling, all things go right, for the Vikings is a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, they would have to be, like, full strength, no injuries, Kirk Cousins – has like a Joe Flacco type run where he's just impeachable and that would get them to the Super Bowl. Because that like like this team talent wise has got a really good unit. It's just the matter of putting it together every week and when Kirk Cousins can do Kirk Cousins things, 
that's why they're a good team and they can they can be great. They show flashes of great being great. I just don't think it's like sustainable year long for them. Based on what we've seen Kirk Cousins' entire career. That's that's just it's it's a big history kind of uh line of receipts that you can go off of. I would agree. I would agree. Uh, I think that they're sealing a Super Bowl appearance. Uh, you guys heard what I said about the Packers sealing. So that kind of shows how I feel about the two NFC North contenders at this point in comparison. But uh, I could never see the Vikings running with the Bills or the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. They don't have the guns to no keep way. up. So, yeah, that, that's about all I have. Dolphins. Got to get to a back before I'm going to say anything or press a panic button or do anything. Right. And, and the fact that they still, like, just didn't get, like, blown out. Their defense, honestly, for the most part, held up given the circumstances of, like, not really expecting your offense to do anything for you. And, and yeah, like we said, like, have to a back. We've seen what they've done with him. They've beaten the Bills and the Ravens. Something to be noted. That's why I picked them. I understand they lost, but, like, I was just like, I want to pick the Dolphins because at the end of the day, I think they're probably win next week. Like, I think this is a team that's still really good. They're like in the, I believe they're in that three and three club too. Yep. Like, it's they're probably getting a playoff spot. You know, the AFC is crowded. I just, I really am believers in this. Just got to get healthy. Just got to get healthy. That's the bottom line. Yeah, biggest thing for them is health. And you know, like um, quarterback whole game would be nice. What? Uh, okay. I didn't know this was possible. I'll move on. Panthers, Rams here. I, I didn't know it was possible to win a game by two touchdowns and, and look bad doing it. <laughs> like, like when it's I, against a team that's the Panthers, it can be done. It, just it, for the matter of you get many possessions because the Panthers are just going to keep booting it away with you. And it's like the fact the Pan or the Rams didn't get up to like forty, given what we've seen from them. There's a lot going on. We've seen the Cam Akers thing, how he already wants out and wants a fresh start. And this That's, is a guy, yeah. a crucial piece for them last year in the playoffs. Stafford, there's definitely concerns still. That O-line, they lost their already crap left tackle for the year. So that a bad situation gets even worse. I'm going um, to take this moment and just, just – I'm just going to – this might be my only chance all year to do this with any of these teams. I'm just going to say I told you guys so. Uh, go check the receipts on the uh, NFL preseason predictions. Go check, go check the receipts. I said I don't know if the hot take, the Rams don't make the playoffs, uh, and it's looking like that's going to hit. Should have I actually should have put money on it. But, um, yeah, that's – I don't have much else to say about the game. Panthers, tank for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, whoever you want. Do your thing. Dish out. Oh, we got to talk about Robbie Anderson, actually. Uh, Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals. What's your What's your immediate reaction? Uh, crowded receiver room. Uh, Marquise with, Brown is down, though. He might be out for the year. I, I did see that, and so it's like, all right, let's look at DeAndre Hopkins is back next week. Yep. Uh, um. Okay, crap. Sorry, I'm trying to die there. Um, DeAndre Hopkins back next week. Rondell Moore is still there. AJ Green's been meh. I, I believe there's a guy I'm missing. I, I we touched on Marquise Brown, but there was like I feel like another name in there. Zach Ertz. 
There is Zach Ertz. Yeah. I just it might have been like if it might have been if Marquise Brown was there. Because that's him. Yeah, I don't know. Either way. No, I agree. It doesn't uh, of all the teams to go get a wide receiver like Robbie Anderson right now. That didn't make any sense. That 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 doesn't make that's like the one thing the Cardinals don't need right now. It was yeah, they and granted they gave up a sixth and a seventh, so it's like all right, like you just basically went and drafted like a backup receiver. Like like I don't think it's like the worst trade, but it's also again like why? And especially as a Packer fan seeing a struggle the way we have Okay, I I don't I'm, like, not, I'm not that want, mad. I don't I would not have wanted want it. But like that going price is six and a seventh. Like I've then said I'm comfortable blowing like a second, third, fourth, even a first for a proven receiver because we spend second, thirds, and fourths all day. Long. I don't. I don't so, think Robbie Anderson is a proven receiver. He's, I'm not saying that's not what like I'm saying. he's I'm not saying, been. Like, he got a sixth and seventh. This so is I'm what. So here's the receiver. Like you could probably get him. Like a Keenan Allen. You don't think the Chargers would take a first rounder? Oh, they would. Well, yeah, especially <laughs> with all his injuries. I, I think yeah, and I know they probably got to pay Mike Williams and Joshua Palmer, like. They're probably like moving up. If there's a guy who's like the odd man out over there, it's probably him. So and here's like, the here's the weird part about this Robbie Anderson deal. I don't understand why the Cardinals said this. His contract is two for thirty million with twenty million guaranteed. And I, I think the Panthers pay some of that just the way contracts. Work yeah, back. I don't know how that will work out, you. but it's like. What incentive did the Cardinals have to make this deal? Yeah, you just strap yourself for cash really even more. Yeah, unless there's a unless there's a McCaffrey deal coming like next week where they're like, hey, if you take Robbie Anderson's contract, we'll uh take you know, we'll take a second instead of a late first for for McCaffrey and we iron yes. it out later. That would but be like I, I I do hear you though. Like I don't know purpose what was like so you said two for 30 even if it was two for 10 like you're paying a backup receiver for your team five million dollars a year this is why i didn't think that this is like yeah this is this is why i didn't think that the panthers were going to be able to get rid of robbie anderson because his contract is ridiculous but and he's not very good so I, I don't. It feels like to me, it, to sum up the Cardinals right now, it, it feels like to me they're trying to play this seven-on-seven seven football. With yeah, with with let's get as many fast guys as possible who can go catches and just say Kyler go make a play every single time. It's like it, it's, it's like they're playing Madden with Mike ninety-nine Mike Vick. Like the, he just runs around, go make a play, and we're gonna try and win every game like this. And it's not working. If Tyler Murray was 99 like Vic, I mean, I know he, he had a decent amount of rushing yards this week, but uh, still, like, they have not gotten anything going in that passing game. He really looks like – even benching now, it's been as tough. It, like, it's been as tough as it's ever been since his rookie year. He looks like he's a rookie again, the way he's throwing the ball. And, like, just being honest, like you mentioned before, that seven-on-seven seven mentality. 
But yeah. I get it's Cliff Kingsbury's MO. He's supposed to bring the spread, you know, Texas Tech Red Raiders shootout. Not working. No. It's not working. We've seen it. This is like year three. That that philosophy is not working. I'm not saying Kyler Murray's the problem. I'm not saying. I think Cliff. I think Cliff Kingsbury should be the number one coach on the hot seat, and he's not going to be. And I've kind of been harping on this for a little bit now. Yeah, because he just kind of wins enough games to scrape by. The Cardinals were really bad before this, but it's also like you've put enough pieces on that roster that they're just more should be. I get they played the Eagles, but they only put or no, they didn't play the Eagles this week. They played the Seahawks. They played the Seahawks, yes. Like, that. How do you play the Seahawks and have 200 yards passing for no touchdowns? Exactly. In a game that, honestly, for them is like must win at this point. Yeah. Odd is right around the corner. They're they're already not, like, doing well as a team. They're going to be behind in the standings. I understand that division right now is crowded just – Due to the way the Niners slow start, the Rams are just bleh. But that doesn't mean, like, they're not in danger. I'm not saying, again, because of how the NFC is, could they get a playoff spot? Maybe. But, like, the Cardinals were an early exit last year, and they started out, like, 7-0. and Yeah. They're out of the so, playoff picture. In my opinion, they're out of the playoff picture at this point. This is Yeah. They, they don't look like a playoff team. That's for sure. I'll and, say this, uh, though. I'm definitely worried about it. I did pick the Seahawks this week. Of course. I did say, go check the receipts. I said, I am dead set. The Seahawks are going to steal this game at home. Uh, this is my upset pick of the week. And, and honestly, uh, I just rolled with the Cardinals because I was all in on the Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown strat, and that crashed and burned. I already know. <laughs> yeah, that that fantasy frenzy, yeah, that crashed and burned, but your Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews did not crash and burn. So um, we'll move on. Uh, I had the Seahawks winning. Don't have much to say about the Seahawks. Just keep rolling. They're going to win their home games. I think they're in the playoff debate at this point in three and three. Yeah. Uh, which well, is cra- crazy to think about. But final. News real quick, uh, Baker will compete for a job, according to Steve Wilkes, once he comes back from injury. That's just, Walker. that's just disappointing. I, yeah, yeah. That's, but, sorry, uh, I had to throw that out there because, I mean, I don't think we even touched on it just because how bad the Panthers are. But No, yeah, they they're just, in a tank mode, and, and they should. They're out dishing. By the MVP, like the UFL or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. Bills go into Arrowhead, get the win. They've done this two years in a row now in the regular season. What's your takeaway here? What what are your thoughts on this game? This was the game of the week, in my opinion. Is pretty, like, hats off to the Bills. Being that's week six and the way both teams looked, Chiefs had problems that they couldn't get the – they couldn't run the ball. And Pat Mahomes had a bad pick at the end. He threw two overall. Like, I'm not concerned about the Chiefs very well on a different day that he goes their way. But on that day, it went the Bills' way. I, I Like, I still think both teams remain great. I still – yeah, it's great for the Bills' resume. But being it was week six, I, I don't really know how much it really does. Just being honest, like, it's a solid win for them. It well, improves their outlook. Home but, field. Like, yeah, we yeah, right. They got the tiebreaker now. Like 
it's important. It was. I'm not gonna be like, oh, it was nothing, but it's. I don't want people shouldn't be going all reacting like Bills are way better than the Chiefs because like that's just simply not true. Like it's they played better than them on Sunday, but they didn't like blow them out of the water or anything. I, I think both teams are still on that level. That's my takeaway. I know I'm a Chiefs guy saying they're going to be my pick for the AFC and all, but like it's all those guys like Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, that whole team. You just can't write them off. And they yeah, I'm not writing them off. I I just I have some reservations about their defense. I think their defense is overperforming to my expectations right now, and I want to see if that continues. And they're better than I think they are. But right. I, I just I don't have much to say about this game other than. I just enjoy watching Alan Mahomes, man. Yeah, it, it, it really feels like it's Brady Manning all over again. Like you look right. forward to these games. Uh, have, I have no idea how this was in primetime, but forget about that. You look forward to these games, and it's like you circle it on the schedule. And now I'm just like, all right, can't wait for them to see each other in the playoffs again, right? Like, yeah. you know, like that, it just feels like we're leading towards, especially after last year's divisional game. Like, I don't know if that'll ever be topped. It's one of the greatest football games ever played, in oh. my opinion. Yeah. Um, I but, did see, I did see, so here, here, here was the difference, the, the moral difference, I'll say, for the Bills. Uh, they scored with a minute and eight seconds left on the clock. And immediately, everybody's minds, there, it was so different than the playoff game. And I get there's a huge difference between a minute and 13 seconds when Mahomes is over there. But it was so different. That sideline went back, and they are like, all right, this." it was almost like Kobe, like, job's not finished. Yeah, right, right. And the defense comes out and, ironically, in 13 seconds, uh, gets a pick on, like, the second play of the drive, the first play of the drive, and then the game's over because they can kneel it out. But – I just felt like that was a level of maturity with the Bills. It was almost like, hey, we learned our lesson. Like, this, this is not over. And I get that, like, it's a regular season It's and there's freakish things. But, like, I just don't want that to go unnoted because that, to me, stood out was that that, that sideline didn't celebrate at all when they scored that last touchdown. No, so, I, I totally agree in the fact that we should definitely shouldn't, like, let it go unnoted. We should definitely just be like, oh, it, it, it's nothing, you know. You gotta give respect for credits. Do the Bills look like the top team in the NFL this year? They're living up to those expectations so far. And like you mentioned, like it's that's a big deal to be able to close a game out like that on Patrick Mahomes. Big reason why they got Von Miller just to wreak that. Just even just getting pressure, just having that presence, knowing you have Von Miller running at you and passing downs. But I just yeah, overall for the outlook. Um, like it's again not nothing, and it's not like everything, but it's definitely something. And I think this game is played in Buffalo in the playoffs. A lot of people are inclined to take Buffalo. Like that's just, and yeah. even depending on how the season finishes out, even if it's an Arrowhead after seeing what they did Week Six, people are going to remember this for sure. Yeah. And I think it definitely gives the Bills confidence in the playoffs. So that's definitely something for sure. Yeah, that's well said. That's well said. It's, it's without without saying anything. It was well said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, all right. Let's uh, let's save those. That that closes off the Sunday games. We're gonna save Cowboys Eagles uh, for Wednesday, despite uh, 
recording on Monday night. We like to save the primetime games. But let's uh, – I'll do a quick quick recap of our picks here. All right. right. Um, so far, uh, going into Monday night football, uh, I am 7-6, and six, and you are 6-7. and seven. All right. I got – we both got Commanders, Colts, wow. Bengals, and Rams right. Uh, I also grabbed Vikings, Seahawks, and Bills. And you grabbed Patriots and Eagles, which I don't know why. I looked at this. I was like, why on earth would I ever take the Cowboys? That was the stupidest thing I could have You were in love with Cooper Rush. I, I totally was. Hey, you know what? And I'm still going to defend him. That game was close. I'm still good. That that game could have been a blowout, and it wasn't. So I don't think he had four. That's at three. Uh, I don't think he had three. I thought it was two. Uh, but um, you know what, man? I still think he could. I still think there's a competition. I'm keeping my mouth shut this week, but I just don't think Dak. It's not as much as I'm in love with Cooper Rush as much as I'm out of love with Dak. I don't like Dak. I don't think he's very That's good. Fair. Yeah, you can have that. I just, I just think like, you know, his wrap around the league and definitely in the Cowboys organization. I, I'm going to be kind of stunned if he doesn't get his job when he comes back. Especially like this is a game like if Cooper Rush won, I think it's. A debate like people would talk about it to knock off the Eagles, but to play kind of how it back up would, yeah, not a great look. Um, and okay, we need to stop because yeah, we're recapping a game that we need to say, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you were you mentioning, um, just beforehand our picks close, yeah. Um, so, and you have the Broncos tonight, so I'm, I'm still very confident, uh, that I'm going to close out this week with a win again. I'm very confident in my Chargers. Don't pick. sleep on those microwave meals, man. I no. will be sleeping on the microwave <laughs> popcorn. Okay. I am um, telling you, I'm telling you. As for, as for fantasy frenzy, um, you are leading. You already won because I'm done and you still have Austin Heckler. You have 138. I have 133. Um, oh, okay. It was close, though. I have 133 and I picked Jonathan Taylor. Eesh. So I ended up taking a goose egg and uh, it's going to be the reason I lost because if I mean, if I score 15 points, you know, Heckler probably gets the job done, but it could have been really close. Um right. With that being said, quick recap. I did have Allen and Diggs, uh, and they combined for 56 points. So that strategy definitely paid off. Um, Cup was solid. His floor of 16 points. I went. I took a risk. I should have taken Kenneth Walker. I said I was debating between Taylor and Kenneth Walker. Oh, I, man, yeah. And um, I should have taken Ken Walker. I think that this would be really interesting then with Eckler still going tonight. But I did take Ramondre Stevenson. He had 25, had a garbage-time touchdown. Zach Ertz as a sub because you saw uh, Zach Ertz had 14. And then I kind of got burned on Mike Evans. He only scored eight points. And he had a really good matchup against the Steelers, but just a weird game. And then I had McPherson in the Bucks defense. Then you had Kyler, who kind of struggled. Marquise Brown struggled. They combined. or Kyler had 14. Marquise had 11. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, solid pick. He had 22. And then you really got lucky because Tyreek Hill in the fourth quarter just, like, erupted. Uh, so he, he had 29. Mark Andrews had 23. Kelsey had an off week of 19. Uh, and then Rams defense had 10. Gano had 6. 
And so that okay. puts you above 137 to 133. Um, as for the totals right now, Obviously, you would have two wins, but without Eckler playing, I have 474 and you have 440. So I so still have. Big this... Eckler Knight's going to close this gap. Big Eckler Knight closes the gap for sure, but I still have a 34 point advantage. For sure. Um, and going forward, I, I do like, I, I don't burn you last week, but just so we don't have to play like, the, like, uh, like this. Universal rules, like if we see the questionable tag, we see like. Oh, I like it. I no, I, I paid I, the punishment. Like You're paying the punishment too yeah, when it comes I, around. I, like, I really like that idea because then we're really like, we're really we might have to really dig deep. There's a lot of dudes that are questionable with like buys and whatnot. We might put together with some cool rosters, which is going to be cool. To oh, give dude, I could have started. I was this close, this close to starting Ramondre Stevenson and Ken Walker. And having it combined for like almost great. forty points. Yeah, that really <laughs> would have been great. So I love I love the idea. That'll definitely be the rule going forward. Is you take gamble on a guy that's you know might not play. That's uh, it's it's the risk, you know. Yeah, and yeah, for whatever. The, for you, it doesn't really matter because you're still overall. You know, you had such a heavy lead, and quite honestly, I tried your Josh Allen. Uh, Dig Stratton didn't, didn't yeah. really pan out. Yeah. Um, it's because you tried it with Kyler and Marquise Brown. I know. That was quite a bold take. I was one week <laughs> off, too, on Burrow and Chase because I tried that the week before. And if I had that this week, oh, boy. Yeah, Burrow had a nice day. He really did. But oh. uh, all right, let, let's right, we're going to debut a new segment here to close us out. Probably another – I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, but uh, we're yeah, going to call yeah. this kind of a better or worse thing. So I'm going to I'm gonna name a team. I'm, I'm going to give you a team, and you just right away go better or worse off instinct from the original team that I named, okay? And I'm smiling because you're not going to like who I'm going to put you on the spot for, okay? okay? So this doesn't have to be – when we do this in the future, obviously, you guys, it doesn't have to be a team. It could be a coach, player, fan what base. Is. I mean, what, whatever you want it to be. I'm going to put you on the spot for the Packers. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you a couple layups. Then I'm going to make it a little interesting. Okay. So better or worse, better or worse than the Packers? The Bengals. Right now, or are we talking? Right now. Right now, the Bengals look better than the Packers. Okay. Okay. Cowboys. Oh. Right now, the Cowboys are definitely better than the Packers. Okay. How about how about Atlanta? Oh. I cannot definitively say, and I, I still didn't think, like, that's a game we should win. I, I think they're worse than the Packers. All right. All right. How about the Saints? Again, like, probably be close the way we've been playing. I'm still going to say they're worse than the Packers. And we'll do we'll do two more, all right? The Rams. They're definitely worse than the Packers. Uh, they, right. they got more marks. And the Seahawks. Worse due to strength of schedule. But That's fair. 
That's fair. It's it's. I could see someone probably <laughs> giving a very good argument as to why the Seahawks are either equal to, if not better. And personally, I don't see it, and it's probably a little bias there. But I was up front, yeah, you know, much that pains me to say the Cowboys are better than the It's kind of hard. I felt like that was a little bit of a layup, though. It's kind of hard. At this point, it's kind of hard. So it's hard to argue for the Packers. After what happened these past two weeks, I could have maybe stuck with it after that sauce Patriots win. But after what I've witnessed, just we're getting melted by New York, both teams. I, I don't like it. Um, I'll run you through a little, a little thing, then. Run me through the gauntlet. Yeah, because I know you know your uh, your guy Jalen Hurts, right? Oh yeah, here we go. Better or worse? All right. Are we just going to turn this segment into a chance to expose the other person for inflating something's value? Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Is that what this is going to turn into? We'll see how you know what you can tailor your hype to that. (laughs) So we'll, we'll start with some. Now we'll see. We'll see. Honestly, well, I'm really curious. So, like, base. We'll, we'll start with these. One, Lamar Jackson. Better. Right now. Better. Oh boy. He's six and zero. Oh. Now I gotta try and figure out who's better than Jalen Hurts that I can say because I was Tom Brady. Wait, right now or better. all time. Right now, yeah. Right now, he is better. If I am playing next, if I am playing next, sure, sure. Lamar Um, is close. Lamar is about as that's that's up there with as as close as you're going to get me. What about Josh Allen? Worse. (laughs) I'm not taking that bait. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes. Worse. Justin Herbert. Oh man. Ooh, now I got some. Yeah, I got some. Interesting ones for you. I, okay, define better at what? Respective to who would you rather have going in week seven as your quarterback? Okay, then Jalen Hurts is better. Mm, fair enough. Joe Burrow. <laughs> See, Burrow's hot too. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say I would I'd take Burrow. If we're talking just going into week seven, I'll take Burrow off the hot streak. Um, I think Burrow is when he's hot is as good as anybody. Um, and I, yeah, but that's 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 close. I know, I'm, I'm getting you with some of these. I, I think uh, I only got like two more names that are really that you can really, I guess, make cases for because I think that's we got a good gauge of where you rank. Jalen Hurts. Um, you already said better than Brady. You already said better than Rodgers. Guy is, I guess, you know, a young guy that's performed really well when he's healthy. Let's say that it went in his healthy sample size, Jalen Hurts compared to Tua. Better. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm in the majority on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess that's my final name for you is uh, another favorite. I'm going to make you uh, maybe break your heart a little bit. Jalen Hurts, is he better or worse than Geno Smith? He's be- I you're so predictable. Yes, he's better than <laughs> yes, he's better than Geno Smith. 
you can pull all the advanced analytics you want. I uh, right. uh, <laughs> then, then bring the notes. Then bring the notes because I yeah, love Geno Smith. And you know what? I might pick him again on Wednesday because I just got I just won the week off of or at very worst tied the week off of that. So yeah, um, yeah Jalen Hurts over Geno okay, Smith. Okay, so you really only said so who are the guys currently off of who I listed? And really, I said I said worse than going into week seven. I would say worse than Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Jackson is. I might tie them. So you have you have right now is the top five quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and, and I said that four weeks ago or three weeks he ago. Did, he did, and honestly, I said it was premature. But ultimately, he's no he's shown no reason he shouldn't be there. I mean, quite honestly, the guy doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, and, and they're winning, and this is team success, obviously. But win, and wins aren't a QB stat, but they're they're they've proved he's proven he can manage a game and win in multiple ways. He can take care of the ball. Number one, they can win in the rain. They can win running the ball. They can win airing it out. He uses multiple weapons. AJ Brown and Devonta Smith are both getting very good touches. So is Dallas Goddard. Um, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to not pick a guy who's going into week seven who's six and zero. <laughs> it is. It really is. And you especially know, when bent, like he's just said, no mistakes, can run the ball, multiple passing touchdown games this year, utilizes everybody on the offense. Like it, it's hard to really take anything away from Jalen Hurts right now, plain and simple. So I respect the take. I really do. Honestly, I, I thought, I thought, honestly, I was like, he might go over Burrow. He, he might like. <laughs> I, I was getting nervous. I was getting nervous there, but that's uh, honestly go like relative to going into week seven. It's just kind of the facts. All right, I got I got one more for you. Okay. All right, going into going into week seven, um, we're gonna we're gonna play the quarterback game again. Okay. okay. Well, you know what? No, we're gonna play. How do I want to word this? We're gonna no. We're gonna do offensive weapons. So uh, the player is gonna be Saquon Barkley, and I'm gonna name any offensive player. If you if are they better, more valuable, or less valuable than Saquon? Okay. okay. So I'm gonna start with Justin Jefferson. Oh man, I I mean relative to even relative to team success, Justin Jefferson for now. Okay. Um, Stefan Diggs. Diggs. Really? Yeah, I love Barkley, man, but I, like that Josh Allen Diggs combo is deadly. Okay. That, that'll be teams in the playoffs. Okay. Um, Aaron Jones. Barkley. I love Aaron Jones too. How about let's get out of the NFC? Well, I was out of the NFC. Well, uh, let's go. Let's go, Justin Herbert. Saquon, and yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in that because I think Herbert has weapons. That's that's why I think he's, this is kind of the year he needs to be held to a pretty high standard. My uh, okay. Um, how do I want to? Where do I want to go with this? I'm trying to think of more running backs. We'll go Dalvin Cook. Saquon, just just do a couple just absent games from Dalvin Cook. Uh, Jamar Chase. Gonna have to use, yeah, kind of a cop out with the absent games. I think Jamar, 
Ah, uh, you know what though? He, he had a good week one, and I'm, I changed my mind. I, I do think, in terms of value and more offensive threat, I, I think it's Jamar Chase going to week seven. Wow! I, I really think that opens. He's up the league's up. he's the league's leading rusher. I understand that, but uh, I, hate, I hate to say like I need to see more. It's just. Uh, uh, I, I, I really just I, – I think just seeing like back to the playoff run last year, what Jamar Chase did last week. I know it's maybe a little recency bias, but I don't know if I'm ready to like crown a Saquon above Jamar Chase yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, Joe Mixon. Oh, Saquon for sure. Okay. Okay. Um. Shoot, I had a good one, and I can't. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Oh man, yeah, especially after that four TD game, he's honestly he's been a rock for that Chiefs offense for a while. Um, so Kelsey, uh, then. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Kelsey. Okay, Lamar. Lamar. Close. It is close, given what the two provide for teams. I just think Lamar has less to work with. So Barkley, I'm going with Lamar. I I'm with Lamar. Okay, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. He's he's already got an MVP. You know what I mean? Like he, we had those talks early in the season. I don't think he's dead yet. Final final answer, Aaron yeah. Rodgers. <laughs> What really pains me is like if we had Saquon Barkley, I feel like we wouldn't have these problems of getting away from running the ball. And in terms of again going into week seven, who's been the better player? I'm not gonna lie to the world and say Rodgers. Do I think he's a better player? Yes, yes. I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers for like my franchise, but like right now. Saquon Barkley has been more impactful, as hard as that is to spit out. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it to you. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. Needs to be said. I, I have my opinions on players, but I, I got to keep it, you know, as realistic as possible. <laughs> I, can't, I can't endorse the play of the reigning MVP. But, uh, yeah, yeah, if you don't have any more, I think that's all we got for today. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah. honestly, it's a good segment. We kind of move with going forward. Um, we do have a – I don't want to say bonus because, honestly, it's probably going to become a consistent thing. Um, NBA Tuesdays. Yeah, NBA Tuesdays. The season is kicking off tomorrow. But it's just oh, – it's so good for – fall is just the perfect time for sports. Like, yes. it's just nonstop. Um, so – we will be doing that. We will be getting some NBA content out for you guys. Probably just uh, a lot of predictions tomorrow. Um, and just, you know, award winners, playoff, all that fun stuff. And then Wednesday, we're back at it again with, obviously, our primetime recap we got to get to. And, you know, predictions. We got our yeah, we got our predictions, the fantasy frenzy. We'll probably do more of these exercises, just little segments and, stuff and whatnot because it's it's entertaining you can always kind of like rank players but when you're like actually going through names you can really kind of define like your rankings and um 
you know, where you want guys to be there. We can truly see how they pan out. I agree. Them. I um, agree. So, yeah, but, definitely. I think we'll move forward with going forward. And, um, yeah, that's all I got to add. I, I mean, I'm just looking forward. We got a busy week, but it's all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I ever don't enjoy talking about this stuff. So, yeah. But uh, with that being said, um, as always, thanks again for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Um, we're going to start sure. pushing, pushing out more content to you guys regularly here. Uh, looking forward to NBA Tuesday, NBA tip-off tomorrow night. So uh, we'll catch you guys uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Broncos country tonight. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs>